This is episode 731 of the Prepper Website Podcast. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode. I'm going to forego all the intro and the outro just to kind of save my voice a little bit. Um, just, I can't even feel like I can clear it completely. And uh, you'll probably notice just a little change in, in, in the voice. So um, let me go ahead and jump in. You know, kind of where have I been the last couple of weeks? Well, I think I left off the... Um, the uh, the last prevotional just talking about that I felt I was under the weather a little bit and uh, I had gone to go get tested. Well, I think it was a funny thing because I got tested on that Monday and that's normally when I record the prevotionals. Um, and so I got tested on that Monday because I wasn't feeling good. I had a, a tickle in my throat, had a lot of, you know, a big cough and all that kind of stuff. And so, um, you know, I, I it came back negative. So I went ahead and, and went to work I went to work all all that day and I was completely fine. I just had that little cough, you know, that little tickle in my throat. And then Tuesday, um, my wife wasn't feeling well. Actually, I st- I'm sorry. I stayed home on Monday. Tuesday, I um, I, w- I went to work and my wife went to work as well and she wasn't feeling well. And so uh, I, um, you know, she she wasn't feeling well. She she came home and, and all that kind of stuff. So Wednesday, I stayed home with her just because she was really, really feeling bad, uh, feeling cold and, and jittery and, and, you know, had had a fever and all. I don't think she, she didn't run a fever. She was just always cold. So then on Wednesday, I went ahead and took her in to go get tested. And since I was there, I went ahead and, and got tested again. And that's when I showed up that I was positive for COVID. So I called in and... um you know, let my, let my supervisor know. And the thing is, is that I felt fine. Right. And so later on that evening, my, my son got home and he wasn't feeling well either. And uh, so everybody was kind of down with it. Um, my, my wife, my, my, my kids, and uh, I was taking care of them. They were cold. One of my kids was, uh, you know, had, had a fever. And so I was, you know, I was doing the rounds, taking care of everyone. And I was good, you know, the Wednesday, all of Thursday, I, I stayed home because uh, of course, I was positive for COVID. And then Thursday night, that's kind of when it hit me. I mean, everybody else was kind of getting over their stuff. And then Thursday night, I got chills and started running a fever. Rain fever for like nine days. I mean, it wasn't a fever nine days straight, but but nine days. So, I mean, I, I called uh, the teledoc. You know, I was doing all the things that you're supposed to be doing. I mean, I had all the vitamins, all that kind of stuff. And, um, all, all the normal, you know, normal stuff that everybody says to do, you know, when, when you get COVID, everybody gives you advice and stuff. And I'm like, you know, you want to be like, I I'm doing that already. I got that already. You know, I'm taking tons of that already. You know, I'm peeing out so much zinc. It's not even funny. That's a joke, but whatever. Um, and so, you know, all, all that stuff was going on and it just wasn't, didn't seem to be getting better. It was weird because everybody else was over all of their symptoms and everything, and so I finally got in touch with um, somebody my my sister in law recommended, who kind of specializes in you know COVID and COVID recovery, and uh, you know called uh, to to get an appointment with her over the phone, and then finally did go in, and I got like um, a intravenous you know IV with antibiotics and you know uh, steroid and blah blah blah. I mean immune boosters and all this kind of stuff. Um, it was pretty pretty crazy. Um, but still I, I was hoping that that would like boost everything into gear and, and everything would be great, but I was still feeling bad that next day. And so, um, I called the doctor and she's, you know, put me on some other prescription meds and stuff. So, uh, since then I've been like on four antibiotics, 
um, to be able to clear this up. And, and the fever finally went away. I mean, the thing was, is that like, oh my gosh. And it was like a low grade fever all the way through and, and, and not consistent, but it was like, it didn't spike, spike really, really high. My oxygen levels probably went down lower than, than, uh, I care to admit. Um, but, uh, that was one of those things that was one of those things that, uh, you know, we're always kind of monitoring and, and taking care of. So, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things that right now I'm, uh, you know, I've got some breathing treatments and I'm doing different things like that. I've got this nasty cough and, and I was even almost struggling with doing the podcast because I know that I'm going to have to edit this thing. You're not going to hear the coughs, but every so often I've just got a cough and, and it's really weird because I'll start coughing and sometimes I can, I feel like I can clear my throat and other times it's like, um, I, I can't clear my throat and it just, it, it just, there's just like this little bug that just stays there. Sometimes I cough so much that I start to gag, but anyway, it, it kind of sucks. And it goes back to that, that thing that everybody kind of experiences COVID just a little bit differently. You know, like I said, my family uh, members, they had it for a couple of days and then they were good. Um, you know, I've had this longer thing here. I'm, you know, like I said, I'm feeling better now, but it's been a lot uh, longer of a recovery than I would have hoped for. I mean, I would have liked to have the, the two days and then I'm done. Um, my parents got it as well. Um, and, and, uh, you know, they're, they're going through it fine. You know, it's one of those things. I, I really do think, I think I talked about it on the promotional, but I'm not sure. Um, I went to a conference and then, um, at that conference, I pre-mixed my vitamins. And so I use powdered vitamins cause I think that, 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 is accessible to your body a lot fa- faster and you get, you absorb them a lot better than if you use, um, you know, like vitamins that you get like a Walgreens or CVS, you know, and, and they're in pill form. A lot of the times you, your body doesn't absorb all those. So I had pre-mixed all my vitamins in, in, cause I make that little concoction I've talked about all the time. Uh, and I pre-mixed it and I had it with me at the conference that first day that I took it and I had a refrigerator and the whole deal in, in, in the room, but the first day is is when I took it, I immediately felt like I was going to throw up. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? It could have been that I hadn't had anything to eat or anything. I mean, I, I don't know what it was. I just, I, I I was like in the restroom for a couple of minutes, you know, about to puke up. And I'm like, okay, I'm not doing this uh, while I'm here. So uh, I didn't take the vitamins. And then I had a very stressful, you know, coming back. I had to present it at the board meeting. I had a, a, a long day of doing interviews. And in that interview, there was somebody in there who was coughing up a storm and they kept saying it's allergies, it's allergies in exactly what they were doing, the coughing and, you know, the, the sniffling and the the things that they had, that's exactly what I got a couple of days later. And so I think that's kind of just my immune system was just really beat down, uh, with the new job and all of that kind of stuff. And I think that kind of just, it, it hit me a little bit harder than everybody else. So, uh, I, I'm on the mend, you know, I'm planning on going back to work. Um, hopefully I'll, uh, when, when you hear this on Sunday evening, Monday morning, uh, I will be recording a, another prep motional or we'll see how that goes. And, uh, we'll just kind of approach it from there. But, uh, it's been, been kind of a struggle and, uh, but I'm glad we're kind of over it. At least, you know, we've gotten through this, this part as well, but it, it is one of those things, you know, I was, I was on Twitter and I was I was reading other people like hey, I haven't hey, I've been through this whole COVID thing and I haven't uh, had anything you know nothing nothing's happened to me and I'm like 
That's good, man. I mean, I almost got through it all as well. I mean, everything's completely opened up and and uh, here in, in Texas and everything's opening up all over the world and, and all that kind of stuff, you know, for the most part. And uh, here it is. It just feels like at the, at the very end of all of that, when things are opening up, that's when I got it. So it could be one of those things where we just kind of we, we deal with it. We, we, we have it from here on out. I really don't know. Um, I'm glad my family didn't uh, didn't have it like like I got it, you know, because it, it kind of sucked. But with all of that, I watched more TV than than ever, you know, during during that time because I was just kind of sitting in the chair, uh, you know, with a blanket, you know, and I would freeze and take the blanket off when I wasn't, and you know, do, taking the meds and and all the different kinds of things. And it's all right when this Ukraine stuff was going on, man. And uh, you know, somebody left a uh, somebody left a a review for me on on iTunes, and it was uh, it was a really you know it was a neat one. Uh, actually, I'm going to go there. So you're going to hear all the clicking and everything. I normally have all this stuff up. Um, but anyway, so it she, it was, uh, oh, baby girl, <laughs> says, uh, love your approach. Where are you during the Ukraine crisis? Well, man, I was like, you know, dealing with all this COVID junk and, uh, you know, getting through it and, and, and all that kind of stuff. But I've watched more TV probably in the last, you know, in, in the time that I had COVID than probably in the last two years all put together. And uh, just watching the Ukraine thing, is just to me it was just kind of phenomenal um at the same time getting angry and at the same time wishing that I didn't have covid so that if I needed to get things or if I needed to move I, I guess what was going through my mind is I don't like the potential of where things could go in the world and here I am feeling like I'm laid up now of course I mean I could get up and I can go do whatever I need to do but not feeling 100%. I, I didn't like that, you know, if, if that makes sense. So I wanted to talk a little bit about Ukraine. And uh, I want to I say some things here off off uh, the bat. First of all, I am not a foreign policy expert. Don't ever claim to be. I'm just want to talk a little bit of my observations and things that I have read, things that I have looked up, things that I've seen on Twitter. And I'm going to share some of these things in the show notes so that you can go check them out yourself and, uh, and, and see what you think. But before before any of that, before going into that, I want to say I don't believe I'm not saying that Putin or Putin is a good guy. All right. I just I just want everyone to understand that uh, what is going on is terrible. I, I I feel terrible for the innocents that are caught up in the middle of all this. People are dying. Atrocities are happening and all those different kinds of things. But what I am saying is I think that what we are seeing on the news and, and the thing is, is that you know, like we don't trust the news for the most part. I mean, at least most of the people that are listening to this podcast, I mean, you know that the news is biased. And that's even if you are watching Fox News, right? There's not too many people on Fox News that I like. Um, I tried to watch, you know, one American news network, and I do watch that a little bit. But, oh, my gosh, the, the people are so monotone on that. It's like, oh, my gosh, get a little bit of a personality at least. But, uh, um, you know, T- Tucker Carlson, I seem to in- enjoy him a little bit more. But for the most part, I really don't like even the people on Fox News. And that's just me. And, you know, you can do with, with that with whatever you like. I mean, you might be, you know, a Fox News junkie. I mean, that's completely up to you. But I do believe that what we are seeing here, I, I mean, going back to the, the media, we we have been with the media and like we don't trust the media and then all of a sudden the thing with the Ukraine and then 
you know, do we all of a sudden trust the media again to tell us everything honestly, you know, and, and, and convey the truth 100%. Um, again, I want to go back to and say that I, I think that what we see on the surface, I mean, people are seeing stuff on the surface. I think there's something that goes a lot deeper and it just, there's something that just doesn't feel right about the way things happened and the way things pivoted so much. Um, I still think that this is part of like the globalist agenda and how people are, uh, how the politicians are manipulating things and how, you know, all of a sudden it was COVID and how can we use COVID to further our agenda? And that wasn't going anywhere. I mean, you, I mean, you pretty much had states pretty much saying, Hey, forget that. We're not doing that junk anymore. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, now we have this new crisis. You're right. And so again, I'm going back to watching the news and I'm seeing, all this cancel culture. I mean, it's like everything is a cancel, cancel Russia and everything about Russia. I mean, they're, they're going after private citizens, right? And I completely understand it's, you know, the oligarchs over there, which just means rich people. It would be like the United States going after Bill Gates and, you know, Elon Musk and, 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 you know, Bezos and, and all those guys, right? I mean, you have these oligarchs that are over there, and Putin did uh, use them at the very beginning, you know, to, to come to power. But for the most part, um, it's not, you know, that, that hasn't been that much of a, I guess they don't have wield that much power to say over the government. Because if they would have, I think something would have already happened by now. But you have this cancel, I mean, cancel everything of Russia. I mean, today, I mean, I saw like, you know, visa is, is canceling. Or if you have a visa in Russia that, that was given, you know, in, in, or I guess, um, you know, was distributed in Russia, well, then you can use it in Russia, but you can't use it anywhere else, right? Google Pay, Apple Pay. And it's just, you, you look at how easy it is for the people that pull the strings to cancel and to cancel culture, right? And to also put a stop in, and end your way of, of, of life, right? And, and what you are used to. So you got these private citizens whose yachts are being uh, taken up and, and, you know, being impounded and they're not able to do anything. But you go from, I mean, it's a scary, a scary time and kind of a scary world that we're living in, right? With this cancel culture. And then, so some of you might be saying like, yeah, I mean, I'm all for cancel Russia, but let's go back to the vax mandates. I mean, we had places here in America where if you do not have a passport in New York, and I know that they've, they've done away with a lot of this stuff, but if you didn't have up until recently, if you did not have a passport, you were not going into a restaurant to eat, right? I mean, come on, what, what the heck, you know, with, with all that, I mean, you had these places where you, I mean, you couldn't go into, you couldn't travel, you couldn't, you couldn't do these different things. I mean, I didn't experience that here in Texas, you know, in Florida, and you have other states that are, were like, forget that, we're not doing that. But there are places here in America that that was the thing. And then we jump from that, we go to the truckers in, in, in Canada. I mean, I don't know about you, but I was watching that and saw the emergency powers that were instituted and how people's lives were like their bank accounts were completely shut down and all that kind of stuff was completely shut down. And it, it it was it was really a scary thing, you know. Now some of those people have their 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 money back and their bank accounts back, but how easy was it for the government to say, "Hey, we got these emergency powers. We're doing this. We're locking down your accounts." They were locked out. They were locked down, and then boom, that's it. And you haven't really heard 
anything else about that because now we're all on Ukraine and Russia and the whole deal about all of that and, and canceling that. And so it's a really scary, I guess, situation where it's so easy to be canceled, you know? And, and if you, I guess you haven't been experiencing that, that's good. I guess my mentality too is goes to a little bit of the, that social credit score that you kind of start, you hear about that in the alternative news world. You know that that happens over in China. You've heard about all that kind of stuff, but it's the same kind of idea. If they don't want you to live, if they don't want you to have access to certain things, they just shut it down. And that's a really scary place to be, I think. And so I think there's there's just more to this whole thing. And so I wanted to, there is a, there is a, uh, a Twitter video that I saw. I considered uh, trying to download it and play it, uh, the audio of it. But it is a video that I saw on on Twitter um, by see who uh, Jack Prosebic uh, had retweeted it, and it is of John McCain and Lindsey Graham. They are in Ukraine, and this was uh, it says in December 2016, preparing for a proxy war with Russia all the way back then, and so there it's about a, a one minute and eleven second clip where Lindsey Graham and John McCain are talking to like Russian um, soldiers, you know, maybe they're military officials saying, hey, we're going to be here. We're going to give you what you need, all that kind of stuff. And it was way back then. And again, going back to that idea of, um, you know, it, it, going back to the idea of there's just something more here than, than kind of meets the eye, right? There is another uh, Twitter piece that I, I kind of wanted to share. And one of the guys that I follow is Jordan Peterson. And uh, I, I think he's just a, a great thinker. He's got a, he's got a, a great podcast, but the thing is, is that the, the podcasts are like two hours long and uh, it's just, you know, it's like, let's listen. I, I'd rather listen in, in smaller chunks or whatever. But anyway, I follow him on, on Twitter and he, he retweets a lot of different things. And um, he retweeted a guy by the name of Arnold, Arnold Bertrand and one of uh, so the tweet goes like this. So I, I just want to read this. So most fascinating thing about the Ukraine war is the sheer number of top strategic thinkers who warned for years that it was coming if we continued down the same path. No one listened to them. And here we are. There's a small compilation thread of these warnings from Kissinger to Mearsheimer. All right. So I just want to go on to I'm just going to click, click on this first one. And I'm going to try to embed these these links in the show notes. So if you wanted to, you can go and read them yourself. Um, so the first thread in, I mean, it goes, you know, there's like, I don't know, six, seven, maybe eight uh, pieces here that, that he includes. I just want to read the first one. So the first one is George Keenan, arguably America's greatest ever foreign policy strategist, the architect of the U.S. Cold War strategy. As soon as 1998, he warned that NATO expansion was a strategic mistake that ought to ultimately provoke a bad reaction from Russia. All right, so I'm going to try to read this. This is really small here. Bear with me. On May 12, 1998, immediately after the Senate ratified NATO expansion, I called George Keenan, the architect of American successful containment of the Soviet Union. Having joined the State Department in 1926 and served as U.S. Ambassador to Moscow in 1952, Keenan was arguably America's greatest expert on Russia. Though 94 at the time and frail of voice, he was sharp of mind when I asked for his opinion of NATO expansion. I'm going to share Keenan's whole answer. I think it is the beginning of a new Cold War. 
I think the Russians will gradually react quite adversely and it will affect their policies. I think it is a tragic mistake. There was no reason for this whatsoever. No one was threatening anybody else. This expansion would make the founding fathers of this country turn over in their graves. We have signed up to protect a whole series of countries, even though we have neither the resources nor the intention to do so in any serious way. That's NATO expansion. Was simply a lighthearted action by a Senate that has no real interest in foreign affairs. What bothers me is how superficial and ill-informed the whole Senate debate was. I was particularly bothered by the reference to Russia as a country dying to attack Western Europe. Don't people understand our differences in the Cold War were with the Soviet communist regime, and now we are turning our backs on the very people who mounted the greatest bloodless revolution in history to remove the Soviet regime. And Russia's democracy is as far advanced, if not farther, as any of the countries we've just signed up to defend from Russia. Of course, there is going to be a bad reaction from Russia, and then the NATO expanders will say that say that we are always told you that we always told you that that is how the Russians are, but that is just wrong. All right, so that is the piece that's there. It looks like there's a little bit more there, but it was cut off uh, of that uh, of that. Um, of that piece that was cut and, and kind of pasted into that. But anyway, so, you know, it, that goes into, in, into the fact that there's just seems to be a lot more there, you know, there just, just seems to be a lot more. Again, I feel terrible for the innocents that are caught up in the middle. There are people that are dying there. I mean, I've seen the videos. I, I, I know all of that. Uh, you know, the Ukrainian people are patriotic. They're fighting. It seems like there's going to be a guerrilla warfare. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't seem like they're going to back down. So it sees, it, it's, it's, it's going to be something that, you know, continues on for a while. It just kind of seems like that. And uh, in, in the meantime, the propaganda machine is just ramping up over. And I mean, everybody is just so ramped up and seeing some of the, again, some of the hosts that I, I was watching when I was watching the news, I mean, they were like, they were just, it almost seems like they're spoiling for war. You know, they're, they're ready to go. Um, one of the things in just, you know, looking at Ukraine and, and all of that, they had been talking for days or weeks, actually, that, you know, Russia had been building up in the north and it, it wasn't until they officially started to move in that people realized, hey, this is real. For the for the longest time, people didn't take it seriously. I mean, they just thought it was posturing. They thought it was, you know, he was he was bringing in troops to kind of scare and, and you know scare tactics and you know maybe try to you know win some concessions or whatever. But for the most part, people were not ready for what happened. A lot of people talked about that. Um, a lot of people, you know, in the interviews and stuff like that. I mean, they were just going about their day. It was like one day everything is fine, and then the very next day. Your country is being invaded and everything changes, you know, uh, everything completely changes and people were not prepared the food and people were not ready for, you know, to bug, even to bug out. Uh, you know, at, at this point, I think the last number that I saw was 1.4 million people have exited and, you know, have left Ukraine. And for the most part, that's going to be women. Uh, women and children, because you know they've they've made a rule where the men cannot leave; the men have to stay and fight. So, in in all of this, you know, where do we kind of go with this, and and how can we move forward um, with all of it? And so, I just want to kind of give you a couple of things, just as I was writing down, as as I was thinking about 
am, am I going to do this podcast episode or am I going to wait a little bit? You know, what, what's going on? Um, just some ideas that I, that I jotted down of, of how I'm, I'm approaching this and how I think, you know, you should be approaching it as well. So I want to go to this concept of the circle of concern versus circle of influence. We've talked about it before. If you're a fan of Stephen Covey and the seven habits of highly effective people, you, you know this. And so if you're not, just let me use the idea of a backyard birthday party. And I think I've used this before, maybe either in, in, on the podcast or maybe in a sermon and sometimes it all just kind of crosses and, and mix mixes and mashes for me. But let me use it in, you know, the backyard birthday party here. So let's say you, your kid is having a party and you have this this birthday, this backyard birthday party planned out, man, you have prepared, you have called everyone, everyone's coming. It is great. And for whatever reason, um, the day of the birthday party, the clouds roll in and it is going to storm, right? And, and, and not storm, storm to where people don't want to leave the house, but storm to where you can't have a party in the backyard, right? It's going to get muddy and all that kind of stuff. So there's a couple of different things you can do, right? You can, your circle of concern is, Oh my gosh, we're, we we have this party and my concern is the rain is going to ruin this party. You can go out to the middle of your backyard. You can shake your hand and your fist up to heaven and, and, and why God, why, why are you doing this to me? Right? It's not going to change one hill of beans. It's not going to change that the, that the, that it's raining. It's not going to change that the backyard is muddy. It's not going to change that your idea and your plans for your backyard birthday party are ruined. But what you can do is you have influence of how you handle it from there on and there forward. So you can't, you can't deal with the rain. You can't cause the rain to go away, but you can move that backyard party inside and make it the best inside party than you ever could have had, right? Especially when you're talking about kids, kids don't really care. Kids just want to have fun, right? And so you can make it, make it the very best. And so some people approach life as, oh my gosh, the, the rain is, 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 is ruined my birthday party. What am I going to do? Uh, you know, I have all these people coming. I, you know, the, the world is ending and other people will approach that and say, no, man, we're going to make this the very best party we can inside. And we're going to turn this thing that was a, a, a negative thing. We're going to turn it into a positive thing. And we have, we can make this the very best party on the inside, right? Move furniture, do whatever we need to do and, and, and make it fun for the kids. So it's a, a, an idea, a quick little, just kind of thing there on the circle of concern versus the circle of influence. I think sometimes we focus so much on our circle of concern where there's really nothing you can do about it. It's it's there. But what is your circle of influence? What can you do about it? So let's talk a little bit about our circle of influence and what can we do about where we see where this crazy world is 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 headed. And the first thing is this. Prepare mentally, maybe even physically, maybe even spiritually for more and more and more chaos. I, I, this is not, it's not going to, like we, we move from, uh, we, we move from mandates, you know, from COVID to now world war three and nuclear war and this and that and all that kind of stuff. There's always going to be something that is going to be on the horizon that if you are apt to worry about that stuff is going to keep you in stitches, keep you balled up, you know, in, uh, in a fetal position and not able to move forward. So just understand that that's where we are in this world. And I can talk about the spiritual aspect of that, 
But for those of us who are spiritual, there is, and when I mean the spiritual aspect of it, I think the chaos is going to be, is going to go get worse and worse and worse. It has to do that from a biblical worldview. Okay. But from the, just the, the spiritual aspect of it is like, Hey, I understand that this world is not all there is, but I think mentally you got to understand you can't get sucked into all the negativity there. And let me tell you, if you're somebody who watches the news all the time, I can see how it's very easy to get sucked into the, the, you know, the world is ending tomorrow and, uh, and, and all these different things that are going on. So just prepare. I mean, I, I just think that that's going to be part of our world. That's going to be part of the narrative that we that we wind up dealing with from here on out. I, the propaganda machine is there to incite fear. Is there to keep you glued to the television, keep you you know making bad decisions, keep you you know from from making good decisions for you and your family. So just understand that that's part of what's going to happen. Right, and I think we just need to uh, be able to take it with take it with what it is, but understand that I can't do anything about this, but I can do, I can influence my life and my family and my preparedness, and I can I can be at the best place that I can possibly be. Another thing that we uh, that I think would be smart to do is to um, prepare for higher prices all the way around. I think that's going to wind up happening for us. I don't think prices are going down. I don't like how much I'm paying for gas, right? Um, I, I tell you one thing that I'm not doing. I'm not going to go out and buy gas containers to buy gas at a cheaper at, at the cheaper rate right now, um, just because I think it might go up, you know, a few more dollars. I think the money that you invest in all those containers and stuff like that. Um, I mean, if you have them, fine. I just, I'm not going out to buy more gasoline containers to be able to do that. Um, and, and I'm not one of those people that, you know, travel like three miles down the road just to get an extra, you know, two cents off of gas or whatever. Um, and, and your mileage might vary on that. Um, I'm very blessed because I live and everything, you know, it's, it, uh, I live close to work. Everything is kind of close for me and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, but I understand that food prices are going to be going up. Um, I, I think that you, you need to be able to um, find ways to save money, find ways to save money, um, whether what that, that means, you know, not going out to eat, whether that means making sure that you're making your own lunches to go to work and, and all those different kinds of things, uh, you know, add to your to your family budget. You know, I was really happy. I had somebody, you know, during the, I had so many emails and, and I haven't been able to respond to everybody uh, just because I just didn't have the strength to, to do that during the, during that time uh, when I was down with COVID. But, um, you know, somebody hit me up as like, Hey Todd, do you know anybody who's, who's looking for a writer for your know, preparedness content? And I'm like, I'm, I'm glad that they're, they're, they're doing that. They're trying to add to their family income. For me, I mean, there's so many different options out there that you can do to earn money where, you know, you don't even have to write. You could transcribe podcasts. You know, there's so many people out there who want to do, who want to turn their podcast into an actual article. And so offering that service, I think, is, is to, to podcasts out there. There's so many podcasts. 
um, you could get started. And the the better you do, and the better you're able to edit for them, man, they, they would, you know, people would love you. You'd stay busy. I mean, c- completely. And all you're doing is you got your headphones on, and you're sitting there with you know uh, Microsoft Word or Google Docs or whatever, and you're just you know transcribing an article, but whatever it is, you know, find ways to add to your family budget, whatever that might be. You know, I, I think that's going to be a, a, a pretty important thing there. A, another thing I think you should be doing, um, and, and I'm going to be doing definitely is topping off the consumables when, when I can, right. Things that you always use. And we talked about this not too long ago in episode 728, it was titled "Tangible Investments for Preppers." My friend PJ Graves wrote a great, you know, great, wrote some great articles. Uh, the first one based on the Alpha Principle about you know buying in bulk when you can and, and buying a lot of these consumables so that you don't have to worry about you know toothpaste for let's say five, ten years. You've purchased so much of it, or, or whatever it might be with the, the expiration. Um, I highly recommend you to go check out episode 728. I'll try to link to it to make it easy for you. But, um, you know, go check out also the articles. I think that would be uh, really, really beneficial for you. But I think topping off on consumables, you might not be able to, you know, like, hey, I want to buy, you know, $5,000 worth of food storage. You might not be able to do that. But you can spend $20, $30, $40, maybe uh, a week, maybe a month on buying consumables and and you can knock some of that stuff out to where you don't have to look at it. And when you, you know, at least purchase it for the, you know, another couple of years. And when you do that, then you're locking in that price that you buy it at. The second to last thing that I wrote down is just staying healthy, right? Um, Again, I go back to, I did not like the fact that I was down with COVID and, and, and feeling the way that I felt when all this Ukraine thing was ramping up. Because let's just say, what if things escalated a lot more quickly and, and things went, you know, let's just say there was some cyber aspect of it and, and things went, you know, downhill really, really fast. I would have wanted to be as healthy as possible. And so that probably means, you know, um, one of the things about this thing is I've lost 17 pounds just because I didn't have an appetite. And, uh, yeah, I'll take, I'll take the, the loss of the, the 17 pounds, but, um, you know, I would have rather have lost it a different way. But the thing is, is like, Hey, let's, let's get healthy, right? As, as much as possible, as much as you can, taking the supplements that you need to take, making sure you're getting the exercise that you need to get, making sure that you're, the, you're watching your stress levels as well. Because again, I, I think that is part of staying healthy that we don't always think about, you know, we don't always think, you know, like, Hey, I can work harder. I can work longer. I can, I can take on more stuff. And all the time, you know, you're, you are wearing down your immune system. Again, I think that's kind of what happened to me, but staying healthy, I think is going to be one of those important things. Um, you know, again, not just physically, you know, spiritually, mentally, again, mentally being healthy mentally and making sure that you are, enjoying, enjoying life as much as possible, right? Whatever makes you happy, whatever brings joy to your life. I think that's going to be important. And then lastly, here is, is, is the thing. Keep moving forward. If, if, if I could give anybody advice on preparedness is keep moving forward in my 10. And I think what 10 and 10 and a half years, almost, you know, going on 10 and a half years of running prepper website. It's like that that line in uh, uh, with Will Smith in, uh, oh my gosh, I can't even remember the, the, the movie, right? Men in Black, right? The world is always ending. In preparedness, 
The world is always ending. There's always something happening. You know, there's always something, you know, around the corner that's going to, to, to come and wipe out the world and take us into, you know, the 1800s or take us back into, you know, the, you know, pr- primitive lifestyles and, and all that kind of stuff. And you can get sucked into it. I mean, sometimes, it, you know, if it's a fictional novel, whatever, it's kind of fun to, to, you know, kind of look at that and a movie, whatever. But when you start to think that that is reality, you know, that's just right around the corner every single, you know, uh, month, you know, every, every couple of months, every quarter, every year, whatever it might be, that's not a way to live. You know, and and people make money on doing that. I think we need to be very, very careful. Keep moving forward. Keep preparing. Don't let. I mean, if you had, you know, if the 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 2012 thing would have been the end, right? And you and you went all in and you push put all your credit cards down on 2012 and uh, you bought a bunker and you you know, you quit your job and you moved out to you know to a cabin in the woods waiting for the end of the world and it didn't happen where I mean you would have lost your your shirt on everything man right I mean you would have made some serious serious mistakes and there are people that do that there are people that this next big thing that's coming up because it just seems you know people are talking about it so much they're like hey this is it I just saw uh I saw a uh, an article that people are having a hard time sourcing potassium iodide right now because of the talk of nuclear war. Well, that happened when Fukushima happened as well. You remember when that happened where you know, we were going to start eating tuna that was glowing and all that kind of stuff. And I'm not saying that there wasn't ecological disasters and, and things are, are, are terrible or whatever, but that was one of those. I mean, it was just, there was, there's always, always going to be something. Okay. You got to keep moving forward. And those incremental moves in your preparedness mean so much because when you make those small moves, those small moves add up to medium moves, which add up to big moves. And by the time you know it, you're like, man, I, I, I do feel a little bit more comfortable here in my preparedness versus those who are getting, you know, coming online and it's like, oh my gosh, you know, the end of the world is coming tomorrow. And, you know, I have, you know, uh, you know, a bag of pinto beans in, in, in my pantry. You know, what am I going to do there? So keep moving forward. Don't let fear keep you from making good decisions. If, if I can give you that advice, don't let fear keep you from making good de- good decisions. Have a plan and stick to it, right? Have a plan and stick to it. Things are going to get crazy. Things are going to continue to ramp up, especially if you're listening to the the media, they're going to make it seem like it's, you know, here we are, we're, we are uh, on the, the threshold of, uh, you know, World War III and, and all of that kind of stuff. And I would just keep moving forward. There is life to do, you know, your family is depending on you to be there for them and, uh, and, and to keep moving forward. I went a little bit longer than I thought I was going to. Um, there's going to be a lot of editing of coughing that luckily you don't get to hear. But anyway, uh, I want to appreciate all the prayers out there, especially those of you that were in the, in the email group, like, Hey, where's Todd? Those of you that sent email uh, and like, Hey Todd, what's going on? I haven't, haven't seen a Saturday prep email. I haven't, you know, seen a podcast or whatever was going on. I just want to, you know, thank you for the emails and, uh, and the prayers and all that good stuff. I greatly appreciate it. All right, with that, I'm going to uh, sign off on this episode. Y'all have a great week. Peace.